Well, thank you, Dan, and thank you, Valley Real Life. It is so great to be with you. Uh, what a privilege it is to be back here. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about the weather, but uh, it's cold up here, okay? That's all I got to say about that. I'm from Arizona, so it's cold up here. But I've been going through this series with you guys, and it has been something that has really rattled me to the core. You know, we're thinking about go faster, 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 go, 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 now, now, now. It's been something that I am not good at. And I imagine that you're a lot like me. you got a lot of things going on. You've been so busy. You've been going so fast. And now we're going to talk about uh, just how do we slow down. The name of this series, you guys, is I'm capping off the, the ruthless elimination of hurry. And like Pastor Dan shared, there's so much stuff. It's been so convicting, so many different things that we could apply to. But if I was to title this message, I would simply title it, Forgot the Attachment. Forgot the Attachment. And what I mean by it is this. You know, there's time when you send an email and you reference the attachment, whether it be to a friend or a coworker. You send out something and you reference it, but then you send it out and you forget the attachment. You forget what you reference. And so hold on to that thought. Hold on to that thought of what it means. And I want to uh, start us off in praying. Let's pray together. So Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord for this incredible, incredible challenge we have in front of us. Thank you, Lord, for who you are in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that we've all in this together. And Lord, we ask for you to be in this place, to be with those who are watching. Father, challenge us, encourage us, help us to understand what you want us to know. We pray in your holy, precious name. Amen. So here's the deal. Um, there's a lot we can learn from a remote control. And uh, I'm not afraid to date myself, but there was a time where when you were watching TV and you wanted to change the channel, wait for it, you would have to get up, walk across the room, and touch the TV. <gasps> and let me say it again, there was a time you had to get up out of the chair and walk over to change the channel. There was a time like that, and it was something that was, was something we just did. But see, everything was going. It's a brutal nuisance, I know, to get up and have to do this. See, this all changed back in 1930s with the remote control radios, and then in the 1950s when Zenith engineer Eugene Polly devised his, his flashback TV remote. You can now sit down and do all these things from your chair. And it's gotten even better. You know, now you have remotes for the stereo, the DVD, the Apple DVD, the Apple player. You know, all kinds. You got remotes for everything. The air conditioner. You got remotes for all kinds of stuff. And so now we have it to where we have something we can learn from the remote control. So there's buttons on the remote control that I want to talk about today. The play button, the replay button, the stop button, the record button, and the pause button. I want us to talk about these things, and I want us to apply to a passage just for us today. So I'm going to read from Psalm 34, beginning in verse 1. It says this, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I pray to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all of my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He 
He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. See, the first thing I want to talk about is the play button. The play button. The play button, because that's in verse 1. I'll read it again. Verse 1 says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak of his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. See, one thing I love about the word play among a lot of different things is the play is a fascinating word. The play is something that I believe is something deep that is desired for all of us to do, to be what we are meant to be. And so often when we're kind of being a human doer instead of a human being, we're spending so many times not really experiencing how God designed us. So when we think about eliminating her, we think about slowing down, we think about having those things, we have to be able to slow. Now, the play the play button, it could have been called different types of things. Think about the designers of the remote control. They could have called it the go button, but they called it the play button. They could have called it the now button, but they called it the play button. They could even say display button, but somewhere along the lines of development, they decided to call it the play. Now, think about that spiritually. Look at the word play and how it's defined as a noun and a verb. Uh, it's, it's amazing how the dictionary defines this. Play is defined as engage in activity for enjoyment and recreation rather than serious or practical purpose, as in the children were playing outside. Let me ask a question. What's the best version of yourself? What's the best version of yourself? When are you the most content? When are you who you are, really are designed to be? I believe, now I'm biased as a pastor, I believe you're your best self when you're focused on the Lord. When you're focused on God more than anything, you're focused on God and you're experiencing him in amazing. When you engage with God, when you play, when you realize that he is your father and you are his child, the play button is a reminder of who you are, you are a child of God. See, when we forget who we are and we abandon what we're meant to be, we're not who we're meant to be. We're not designed. We're not living out what God wants for us. And as we think about the pace we're working at, the speed in which we go, 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 faster, faster, gotta get, gotta go, all those kind of things, when we eliminate hurry and we slow down, we need to slow down and rest in him. And first, by choosing to play. So that's the play button. And then there's the replay button. It says this, come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. The re replay button is really interesting because there was a time there was no replay button. And the replay button is fascinating because what it does, it allows you to see something again. You can miss something that's incredible, and the replay button allows you to go back and re-experience what you just saw. The replay button is fascinating because you're able to appreciate something again and again. Now, think about what that means for you, spiritually speaking. When you understand what God has done, you replay what he's done. He becomes incredible to recall something that needed to be seen just one more time. Think about that and what it means, especially with streaming now. See, streaming, you could go way back. You could go back to another episode. But to remember what he's done. See, when you capture an incredible moment, you applaud. 
You're moved. You cheer. Maybe you even cry. You're like, wow, I can't believe that happened. How many times you see a sporting event like the Kansas City Chiefs Buffalo Bills, and you want to watch it again and again. You can't believe what just happened. You can't believe what happened, so you go back and you want to see it again. Now, spiritually speaking, what has God done? You remember what God has done. You begin to say, God, look what you've done for me. I want to see. I want to remember what you did. When we experience God, we applaud, we cheer, we even laugh to replay. What an incredible challenge. And slowing down, it allows us to see what God has done. We forget what God has done. To replace this, this is what God has done. We're in a hurry, and we don't slow down. We're blazing through life. Everything is a blur, and those moments become something we miss. And God wants you to remember those cherished moments, those moments to remember, to know what he's done, to able to share those moments and recall and share it together with others. So that's the replay button. Here's the next button, the stop button. The stop button. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. The stop button. Stop trying to fill that void with something not of God. Stop trying to do something that's not of God by trying to fill. See, I have a confession. Like Pastor Dan shared, you know, I try to fill things. If I'm too busy, I don't have to think about things that drain me. If I'm too busy, I don't think about those things that bring me pain, so I go, go, go. And the challenge with the stop button on the remote control is to say, stop filling that thing up that things are not of God. See, let's slow down. Slows down and stop trying to fill us, but realize God's goodness, his blessings, his presence, his grace, his love. Slowing down helps us to evaluate and see what God is doing. Here's a word that's very foreign to many of us. And the word is contemplation. We don't contemplate that much. We may daydream. We may think about other things. But when was the last time you really engaged in contemplation? To think through, to be mindful. In fact, when you hear the word contemplation, maybe you may ridicule somebody who's contemplative. Oh, they're lazy. They're a daydreamer. You know, we don't really look at contemplation as a common practice in our walk. But contemplation is something that's so important. American Franciscan priest Richard Rohr, who runs a center of action and contemplation, said this, contemplation is an alternative consciousness that refuses to identify with or feed what our only passing shows. It is the absolute opposite of addiction, consumerism, or any, any egotistical consciousness. I love this to slow down and think. Slow down and ask yourself, why is this making me crazy? Why am I freaking out? Really, someone going 44 miles per hour on the road deserves for me to honk at them? Someone at a stop sign doesn't go right away, so I had to honk at them? I'm yelling at my kid, I'm yelling at my mom and dad. What is going on? When you contemplate, you're able to stop and slow down and think, what's really happening here? Slow down and think, why am I going with this? See, when God is working, we slow down, we experience God's real joy. We're transformed by God, and he allows us to that radiance, and it will transform others. Shame and condemnation will not only rather define you, it will keep you. It will keep you from really experiencing God. Remember, slowing down is an opportunity to live out the best version of yourself. See, when we stop, 
we're open to greater understanding. I follow Richie Norton. Uh, he's a blogger and a speaker, and I love his acronym for the word STOP. It stands for Start to Open Possibilities. Think about that for a moment. Start to open possibilities. I find it unsolved because when we slow down, we are now available. We are now present. We are now in the moment to where we can hear and we can be there for one another. So that's what stop is, to stop being self-centered. Stop trying to fill that void with something not of God. We can be so self-centered at times. We can make things all about us. And we keep going and going and going. So that's the stop button, the record button. I see this in a deeper level in the replay. But when you record, we're not only remember, but we also save. We also save it. Those things are important and valuable to you. Save it so you can watch at your own convenience. Think about that spiritually speaking. When you record something, it's something you keep. You keep it. I love this because the verse says this, in my desperation I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. I love the verbs here. I love to underline different things because there's a lot of incredible things happening in this passage. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. There's so much going on there. I pray, Lord, listen, he's saved, he's on guard, he surrounds, and he defends. When we slow down, we record what God has done, these actions and promises of who God is, how easy it is to be hurried along and forget who God is. See, we can easily forget how much God has loved us, how much God has done for us, who God is, and how much he has cared for us especially if we don't record it, especially if we don't pause and take a moment to record it and not only replay it, but to record it and go back and remember. Mother Teresa had a powerful quote that she shared among so many different things, but I love how it's relevant to what I'm sharing here today. The most terrible poverty is loneliness and the feeling of being unloved. So there's so much to unpack with that, but think about it for a moment. We are lonely sometimes because we forget who and who God is and how he sees us, how he loves us, how he is for us, how he is with us. Loneliness happens when we believe those lies. And that's the biggest form of poverty. I love what she said here because we so often go through life thinking no one cares, that no one's here for me. God's not here. And to recall and to know what he has done is so important. You know, I find it mind-blowing that some of the most successful people, financially successful people or popular people or celebrities could have so much and feel lonely. And yet those who don't have much could feel significant. What an interesting dynamic of how we could have so much but still feel empty and still feel insignificant, but those who have less can understand something on a deeper level. Spiritually speaking, to know who we are and to know that God is with us in our struggle, that God is always with us and that he sees us and we're seeing it changes our perspective. Now, I don't want to convey this, that this journey with God is something that is easy. Because I know so often we think, well, I'll, be, I'll follow Christ and it's all going to be good. Everything's going to go my way. It's difficult. 
In fact, it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 12 through 13, yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil people and imposters will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. But here's the deal. Don't forget the attachment. Don't forget the attachment. See, we are connected to God, and we are connected to others. We can harm ourselves, and we can harm others by our actions. Something weird has happened in our theology in America. We have a tendency to think like it's just me and God. That's just me and God, but not realizing that you impact others. It's you and others as well. It's a cross, that what we do impacts others. When we slow down, it does have an impact on other people. It's just me and God. Those actions aren't, it's not biblical. Th think about this. It's you and God and you and others. God says, love me with all your heart and all your soul and treat others better than you treat yourself. Go and do, I mean, all throughout scripture, Jesus is always telling us how we are to treat others. We have a lot to learn about ourselves. We're so much in a hurry. We need rest. We need the Sabbath. We need to slow down. But let's talk about that last button, that pause button. Hover around our general reasoning that we have today. I know we live in a day and age where we don't like being told what to do. We love liberty and freedom. We don't like rules and regulations. However, if you really think about it, those things are there to protect you. Those things are there to protect you and protect others. Think about a speed limit sign. What if I came down Barker Road and I decided like, hey, I don't want to be told what to do, so I'm going to open this car up. I'm going to go 180 miles per hour. Pretty, be pretty cool, but, but, but it'd be terrifying. I'd be a danger to myself in that whole neighborhood because that speed limit sign is there to protect me. It's there for me to slow down, slow down. And pause. The speed limit is there to not only protect me, but protect others. Slowing down is for the benefit of me and the benefit of others. We have so much compartmentalized that things that we do do impact others. Someone wants to know you better. Someone can learn from you. You can learn from someone else. And to slow down allows you to be available to receive and to provide. What we do has impact on others. See, traffic jam, traffic jams and collisions, they're a result of multiple things that are impacting all kinds of people, slowing down, those kind of things, those accidents, those things happen, and we go through those things because that traffic jam impacts a lot of people. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a traffic jam. It's people coming together that are being impacted by a decision I have made. So let's look at our last part of this verse. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Now, I'm biased as a pastor, but I believe that Christ's followers should be the most secure, most confident, most self-assured people on this planet. Because, not because they're perfect, because God is perfect. We should not be shaken by different things. We should not be influenced by other things because we know who we are in God's eyes. I believe if you really know who you are, that you are a child of God, you don't have to worry about whatever thing you may be being influenced by because you know how God sees you. I believe that with all my heart, that's something we should see. When we taste and see that the Lord is good, 
we, we were able to understand. We're not subject to clickbait. We're not subject to all those kind of things. We can't be trolled. We can't be manipulated. We can't be rattled because we're not blown back and forth because of who God is in our life. Nanette Matthew says it this way. If you're always racing to the next moment, what happens to the one you're in? Slow down and enjoy the moment you're in and live your life to the fullest. That's what Christ's followers should be doing. Live your life to the fullest. All the busyness is not good for us. Overload is not biblical. Craziness is not to be embraced and acceptable. Slowing down is what God is calling us into for the sake of your sanity and the safety of others. So I have an important statement for you. And if you're unhappy with this, I encourage you to email me at dan.shields. <laughs> it is about you, but not just all about you. It is about you, but not just all about you. You are important. You are valuable, but not of the greatest importance and the only value. So here's our takeaways. You're impacting others. Your actions impact others. Slowing down. I want to say this carefully because I don't want you to mishear this. The quality of my yeses, the quality of my yeses will be determined by the quantity of my no's. Learn to say no, especially to those things that don't matter. Now, here's the thing. We all know about this thing called the great resignation. People are resigning from their jobs, and now you see in churches all across the country, they're having a hard time trying to follow people to come along and to serve in their ministry because people are, wait for it, too busy. They're too busy, too busy for the church. Now, excuse me, I have bias again as a pastor. I, how could you be too busy for the church? Maybe you have so much going on that you need to let those things go so that you could be a part of something bigger that makes a difference. Learn to say no, especially those things that don't matter. Here's another challenge for us. Lower my daily to-do list. Pick a few things to accomplish instead of many things. If you're a person who likes to check out things, don't have a lot of things to do. Just have a few things. You'd be surprised. I completed my day. But have a thing where it's just a smaller to-do list. It's not a race to do this. Your pace is slower. The long game is accomplished. So think about that. Next, hold quality over quantity. Hold quality over quantity. Do you really have to watch that entire series one night? To binge watch everything right then and there? You know, um, I got to confess, though, because I'm a Star Wars nerd. I, I love sports, but I love Star Wars. And so I, I love Mandalorian. I like Bubba Fett. I just, I have, pray for me. I have an addiction. But one thing I appreciate about all those Disney Plus shows is they're staggered. Because I know, I know, maybe don't judge me, because I know some of you are like that. You're like, you wish you all were out. You'd be all over that. But do I need to watch it all in one particular time? Whole quality over quantity. Subscribe. Do you less subscription you're subscribing to to support everything? Think about too much is too much. Slow down. Now here's another thing. We think about things, the play, the replay, the stop, the record, and the pause. Don't forget the attachment. Forget those kind of things. Don't forget those things that you're attached to. God is with you. God wants, to, God wants you to understand who you are. He's something that's doing some amazing things. 
and he wants to be involved, intricately involved in your life. So where's your margin? Where's your margin? Where are your things? Where are those moments in your life in which you need to say, Lord, I'm doing too much? See, I believe in availability. I believe in availability, and I believe that we often have a moment in time in which we could say, Lord, here I am. Lord, here I am, and Lord, what do you want to say to me? I believe in those quiet moments in which you're allowing God to meet you where you're at. You're allowing God to have, to have your undivided attention. You're allowing God to work in you. That is when you begin to experience something incredible with your walk with Christ. Now, there's someone I don't want you to forget about. For those of you who were searching, for those of you who are wondering, for those of you who are maybe contemplating or maybe considering, and you're trying to weigh out everything about, your significance is not in what you accomplish. I love what we just experienced earlier during our communion time, because so often we take those moments in which we say, if, I'm, if, if things are going my way, therefore God is happy with me. If things are going bad, God is unhappy with me. And you heard the phrase, you've never heard it again, and maybe you heard it all the time, I want to say it again, there's nothing you could do to make God love you more or make God love you less. Think about that for a moment. We live in this time in which we're always thinking like, I'm a good boy, I'm a good girl. Things are well. You're going to mess up. You're going to fail. In this life, you will have trouble. But here's the thing. But Jesus has overcome the world. He's overcome the world. You will have trouble. You will have moments in which you doubt. You will have moments in which you struggle. But do it anyway. Here is the deepest thing that I want to leave you with. You do it anyway, regardless of challenge, regardless of circumstance. You go and you keep going and you slow down. You keep on keeping on anyway. So often we go through life and we think, wow, this is hard. This is difficult. I got to do this. And something happened to us in our childhood. Something happened to us when we were walking and we had a moment in which we stumbled. Something happened to us when we had a moment in which things got crazy and we realized something. And I want to share with you this. So often, I learn more about what I can't do instead of what I could do. I learn about what I could do because when God becomes the increase in our life and God becomes that moment, when I slow down, that's when I realize I can do things for God. I love this last passage I want to share with you. I don't have it on the screen here. But I love this, was blessed are the poor in spirit. See, like I said, I'm biased that, that people who follow Christ, we should be the most confident people because of who we see and who we serve and how God sees us. But you know what else we should also be? We should also be the most honest. We should also be the most honest and say, God, I fall short this way. God, I need you in this. God, I confess to you. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall be children of God. So that remote control is something for all of us. Slow down 
and be. Be what God intends for you and I to be. We are a child of God. Eliminate the parade. Eliminate the craziness. Eliminate the hurry. Eliminate the distractions. Eliminate those things in your life that are bringing you down and run to God. Hurry back to God. Let's pray. So, Heavenly Father, this is hard. Lord, I know that as we go through moments like this and we think about all the things, maybe even as we listen right now, Lord, we, we have a checklist in our mind. We say, I'm too busy. I have too much stuff. I have too many things on my plate. I have too many things that I want to get to. I'm so overwhelmed. Lord, help us to recognize something very clearly, that you are greater than our circumstances Lord, that you are beyond our understanding. Lord, that we can look at our lives, we can look at our stuff, we can look at those things, Lord, and know that you are bigger, that you are further. Lord, that you are beyond those things and we can trust in you. So, Lord, to my busy brothers and sisters, I include myself in this, Lord. Help us to slow down. Help us to play. Help us to replay. Lord, help us to record, help us to stop, and Lord, help us to pause. Lord, help us to be what you've called us to be. Lord, this world is crazy, but Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for who you are. Lord, we thank you that you draw near to us. And Father, I also just pray that we will come to you in all honesty and sincerity. Lord, that we may understand and, and go to you, Lord, that we, we are, we're a mess. But thank you, Lord, that you are bigger. May you increase and we decrease. And Lord, for those who are searching, Lord, help them to take that next best step, to take that step towards you and discover who you are. And finally, Father, I pray for all of of these wonderful brothers and sisters of Valley Real Life. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the midst of all the ministries here. Lord, may this be a defining moment. May 2022 be an incredible moment of change, incredible moment of margin, incredible moment of resting, incredible moment of Sabbath, incredible moment of experiencing you more than ever before. So Father, thank you for the hope. Thank you, Lord, for being our example. And Lord, thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you have planned for us. We are your children, and may we always cling and understand that. We pray in your holy, precious name. Amen.